Empower Radio presents the Dr. Julie Show, all things connected. Break through the illusion of separation, explore the infinite field of possibility, and make connections that inspire. Now, here's your host, Dr. Julie Crawl. Hello and welcome everyone. You're listening to the Dr. Julie Show, all things connected. Each week we gather right here to make connections that break through the illusion of separation. And well, I have a fun guest for you today. So what if your only job was to live a more peaceful, playful and loving life? Does that sound good? Or perhaps you wonder if that is even possible with the escalating chaos of systems breakdown and constant change. What on earth is going on out there? Our guest today says, yes, it is possible. He's on a mission to awaken, inspire, and empower humanity to upgrade to a new operating system. And that operating system includes the practical potential for a new golden Era. Doesn't that sound inviting? He mixes a bit of humor with emerging science and ancient wisdom, and he will show us how to hit the reset button and live a life that we desire and we dream about. So, are you ready to live a more peaceful, playful, and loving life? I invite you to take a few deep breaths. Open your mind and heart and settle into your essential wholeness. As I introduce our guest from financial wizard to only the source sorcery to a big soul nourishing bowl of stew, Stu Zimmerman is an author talk show host and creative genius that has a unique way of inspiring people. And I'm really happy to bring that unique essence to you all. Welcome, Stu. Julie, it's a pleasure to be here, and I aspire to live up to your introduction. Well, cool. (laughs) You know, I picked the best of the best for that intro, and I picked a few things to hopefully pique our listeners' curiosity because you are such an interesting, multidimensional kind of guy. you got so much going on, and I'm going to encourage all of them, all of you listeners, please go read the bio on the actual page, um, the show page, and and check out Stu's work. You can get there. We're going to share that website later. But yeah, what a fun, what a fun bio to write. Did you notice I didn't read what you sent me? Yes. And, and thank you for, uh, you know, skimming the cream off the top. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm disappointed because I figured, Stu, that you would instantly say, hey, I want to use that and put it on my website to introduce myself. Can I use your new little bio for me? <laughs> uh, well, as a matter of fact, Julie, you gave me some inspiration on how I can live my life even uh, more profoundly than I already am. Because okay. I, I, I have to confess, right now in this very moment, I'm in Northern California, and I've been undergoing a physical move of property and letting go and shedding a lot of what no longer serves or what no longer fits in my Prius. And uh, (laughs) I I have to tell you that it is, in fact, a journey and moment-to-moment awareness, which, of course, I think we all know. And so while I do live my life frequently in moments of peace, play, and love, it is uh, not – not every single moment I have to, I just want to confess right off the top. 
Mm, well, I'm glad you did because this is interesting. And, you know, that that place of um, that we invited the guest in, I know you're going to deliver that today and you're going to you're going to show them how to do that. But thanks for being authentic and vulnerable there. And I want to hear more about that. But first, Stu, I have a traditional first question here on the Dr. Julie show. And I would be remiss if I didn't ask you because number one, you're going to love the question. Number two, I'm going to love your answer. I just already know it. So can you share with our listeners, what does the theme of our show, All Things Connected, what does All Things Connected mean to you, Stu? Well, it does mean what it says. And by that, I take it a step further into the true nature of our physical reality is that everything is energy uh, vibrating at various frequencies from that which is dense like cement to that which is less dense the moments that we're depressed or upset to the most ecstatic uh, that we can conduct as energy the greatest joy we can embody in a given moment as well as whatever could be beyond that that everything is interconnected literally, physically, as well as you know, emotionally, possibly as well. Mm. Thanks, Stu. Thanks. We're going to dig into that energy and that true nature, I know, in this conversation during this hour. But why don't you begin by telling us a little bit about you? Like, who is Stu Zimmerman? And what brought you to this place, the stage in your life? You've been... Um, a financial guru you did you like that part about the financial wizard to the only the source sorcery i loved that uh, part yeah you're <laughs> rather rather poetic i have to admit and it's I beautiful and it's yeah i really i really did enjoy that yes thank you and uh, i have you know we do have a team and i have noticed from time to time the name of our company is called only the source and so i do talk to my fellow sorcerers from time to time in that way <laughs> Well, I had to put some play in there because you are a wordsmith, and we're going to talk about that later too, but I always love how you play with words. So I did that. So tell us, how did you move from financial wizard to only the source sorcery and this big, yummy, soul-nourishing bowl of stew that you are in this moment? Who is Stu Zimmerman? So I heard more than one question in that. One is, who is Stu Zimmerman? And that is, I take that as in the present moment. Who am I now? Because who I am now isn't necessarily who I was when I was a money manager in the stock market. And it's not necessarily who I was even last month. And so uh, if I can just be present in a moment, in this moment, I should say, in this moment, I am, uh, I'm just here as, as a being, uh, a transmissionary, as a transmissionary of of a high vibratory energetic that hopefully translates and connects because all things are connected, that connects with you and others. And may we all be creating a field together of higher vibration that is so attractive and so delicious that when people come into contact with us, it's when Harry met Sally moment and I'll have hmm. what she's having. Hmm. 
Oh my gosh, you make me smile. Um, <laughs> I love that. And before you go on to, I, I would love to hear a little bit more about creating only the source and and that other the other questions that you heard in my inquiry. But I just want to say that transmitter piece um, is so cool. You know, Nikola Tesla had said something. I got to paraphrase because I don't remember the quote exactly, but I love it. Is in that um, I quoted it in my book that, well, let me just really paraphrase, that he knew there was this source of the universe. There's this this designing intelligence, right? And he said, the brain is just a transmitter. So all these ideas and and what you see of me and how I live my life is clearly just that I am a transmitter tuning into this source. And I don't know exactly what it is. I haven't broken into that yet, but I, I can't wait till I do. I look forward to that. So anyway, I love that idea of that transmitter. Thanks, Stu. Sure. And, and by the way, I, I, we can get back to my background in a moment. And it turns out science tells us heart math is uh, the heart math Institute, which has been studying the science of the heart for over three decades has proven that the electromagnetic field and the energy for that we are has a much greater emanation from our hearts than it does from our brain or any other part of our bodies. Mm. In fact, it extends at least five feet from our physical body. So when we get into close proximity with each other, our, our electromagnetic fields begin to merge. Mm. And there's that beautiful field that you talked about that if we create that field together, there's that Harry Met Sally moment, right? Yeah, as well as there is something about, you know, critical mass. And my, my sense is that's perhaps how all of evolution has occurred. It started with an impulse, possibly with one cell, and then somehow another like cell is attracted to it. And then they start vibrating together and more and more like energies uh, a mass until it creates whatever it does. Mm. Let's say, let's say from the caterpillar to the butterfly, for example. Nice. So we're going from that impulse of a cell to critical mass. Oh my gosh, we are going to have so much fun. How are we even going to like dig into all this too? I don't even know where to go. <laughs> we have so you. much to talk about. This is going to be fun. Well, tell us a little bit though of, of you leaving the financial industry and um, you had an awakening of sorts and uh, some people call it the oneness experience. There's a lot of different um, different words, different language, different philosophies that we use about these times in our life, but you had your little wake-up call and it changed your life dramatically. It did. It did. So here I was kind of minding my own business, doing what I was taught, focusing on the almighty dollar, which can be a real blessing in given moments, and managing money in the stock market, my name on the door, making more money than I ever thought I would. And then my beloved not yet wife, actually, with whom I had a child, gets diagnosed with cancer. And it turned my world upside down. The script was so beyond. I said, you know, I, talk, I never really talked much to God or source or anything. But I said, you know, you have me mixed up with somebody else. This is not my, my script is supposed to be what I was taught. And that is make money. You live happily ever after. That's kind of the way it goes. 
and it turned my life upside down. And I wound up looking for an alternative healing for her because the chemo and radiation was so toxic to her system. It actually took me to where I live now in Sedona, Arizona, uh, seeking out an alternative healing for her. And as luck and fate would have it, it was an alternative healing for me. And uh, specifically, it led me to several uh, dark nights of the soul. One in particular happened a little bit later, uh, maybe like six to nine months later, where I'm home and she is so ill at that time. Uh, and it was just, you know, no, no rest for the weary. I was slaying financial dragons by day. Coming home at night, taking care of our son. I actually had two young children from a prior marriage, having them over as well, you know, several days a week. And it was it was a lot. And there was like no rest for the weary. And one weekend I found myself home alone where my wife, Terry, had visited. We got married by them, had visited her parents and took our son with her. And I gave myself permission to feel all the pain, anger. Uh, even a sense of betrayal by God, as well as even the fear of what's going to happen to me and my our son, who may wind up being emotionally scarred by not growing up with a mother. And so in going through all of that, and I never gave myself much permission to do that. I never gave myself much permission to do that uh, because I had to be functional for all the right reasons. Plus, all these investors were relying on me for my presence and, and continued performance. And so I finally gave myself permission to really have that deep, dark night of the soul. And it was really black. And it was almost beyond tears. I, I was curled up, curled up in a ball for I don't know how long. I said, all right, bring it on. What do you got? And as after some period of time, and it was hours and hours, I said, you know, give me more pain. Give me more whatever. I noticed that even with my eyes clenched shut, what had been black in my inner vision started to have pinholes of light. And the more I asked to bring on more pain or more anger or more suffering, the lighter it became in my inner vision. And I really got it. One, that I am that light. And that was a great source of relief. Like, yay, I really am good at the core. I kind of knew that, but it feels good to get that absolute mm -hmm. knowing. And two, I really got it that God bless Terry, and I really had no idea what her you know, karmic agreement with life was supposed to be in this incarnation, uh, but I was really clear that nobody, not even my beloved Terry, can take from me who and what I am. Mm. And so that was truly a consummate blessing uh, that really helped to open me up even more and ultimately, and not so ultimately, led me out of the stock market to focus really on the kind of wealth that money can't buy. Beautiful, beautiful, powerful story, Stu. And you've been literally helping others ever since. I have in, in various forms from writing a book and giving seminars around it uh, called uh, Inner Security and Infinite Wealth. And the subtitle is Merging Self-Worth and Net Worth. And so not only was that a book that I thought it was a reasonably good read and, and, and important, but beyond that, it's an experience. And that's why I went to seminars. But for some reason, and this was in the early 2000s, 
But for some reason, I felt that really wasn't my right format. So I asked spirit, source, whatever we call that thing, you know, how can I best serve? And one day I heard a voice and it sounded just like George Burns from Oh God. <laughs> I said, have you thought about the media, schmuck? Every, everybody's watching. And so uh, I started a radio program called Inside Wealth, which really focused on our inside wealth, that joy for living, that gratitude for the moment. And if we explore financial wealth, how can we bring it out in ways that bring out the best of who we are? Mm. Well, awesome. So then that got you on a media track and here you are today. And, you know, one of the things, there's a couple things that I really want to um, presence for our listeners. One is literally that, that playful engagement of these big topics that you do that really help to wake people. Like you have this fun way of waking people up, but also, and maybe we'll just start here for a second or pause here and, and have you really respond to this because you, you have a podcast now called reset and you have a phrase. I want to ask you about this phrase Stu, because I think there's a, a wealth of information in it. You say we live in a world our questions create. What the heck does that mean? And how is it coming alive for you and your guests? Because I think it's, an, it's, it's, a, it's a big question. Yes. Well, first of all, that's a quote from a fellow, uh, a professor named David Cooper Ryder, who founded this, uh, this uh, topic called Appreciative Inquiry. Mm. And so... I found myself really activated by that quote. So yes, I have that because it rings true for me and it rings true for uh, a lot of the guests and even the people I talk to on the street. Now we live in worlds our questions create. And that's, for example, if I ask that question, you know, what's wrong with me? How could I be so stupid? And believe me, I know what it's like to ask those questions of myself frequently with an inner tone that is really a bully. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and, so, uh, and that frames my existence in that moment. I've, no, I, I've noticed that I've been upgrading the questions that I ask from moment to moment. And I don't always have the answers. But even just asking a different question gently, hopefully gently, steers my attention to something that can be more of a solution or more of uh, uh, breaking a pattern that doesn't serve me anymore. Mm. Okay, beautiful. So let's just pause into this and expand it a little bit more because it really is good therapy. It's good counsel. It's a great reset button. I mean, this this idea is important and you gave us a, a good example. So let's expand into this. So we live in a world our questions create. So as you ask yourself, oh, what the heck is wrong with me? How could I be such a schmuck? What's going on? You know, so reframe it in a positive way and show us how elevating, how we, we were talking about energy earlier, how literally we can take a question that can elevate us and and really rise that vibrational frequency, raise that vibrational frequency. Give us a couple of questions that 
expand us. Uh, happy to. And by the way, even the word question has its root in a quest. Mm. So already it's about a journey. Nice. And Yes. And so one of the questions I've been asking myself from moment to moment, especially when I notice that maybe I'm, you know, not breathing as deeply as I could, or I start getting intense, or somebody reflects back to me that, uh, you know, <laughs> chill out, Stu, <laughs> or whatever it is, then the question I ask myself is, what choices do I have in this moment? Can I pay attention to something other than something that is shrinking my energy? Mm. If this thing that's bothering me is true, what else is true? that may be even more deep and more profound. So that those are really the journey part of the quest. That's taking us deeper into an inquiry of ourselves that's not necessarily a negative path. That's right. And we could take it a step further and let's just say that if truly everything is energy, it's, it's less about negative and positive as it is about contracted or expansive. Mm. And so what I've noticed also is what tools do I have at my disposal in this moment, whether it's breath, sound, movement, focusing on the sun or nature. Uh, there are a number of even, you know, can I smile right now, even if I don't feel like smiling? Because I know that science has shown us that even a fake smile sends signals to the brain that the body is out of harm's way, and it can start to have these neurotransmitters that uh, have us feel better, just kind of coming through until the smile is actually an authentic one. So there are a number of different tools that we have at that are rather reliable to, to shift our energy to, to, and to uh, have these neurotransmitters of ours uh, have us be in a more feel-good, receptive, or spacious state. I like that. Thank you. And, the, yeah, the expanding and contraction is, is important. So here's this state of being. I also just want to presence with this question that, that I hear. We live in a world our questions create. It's also that... Um, relationship with the universe that's there to answer that question as well. I remember um, once, I don't know who said this. I really don't remember who said this, but forgive me if, if you're listening and it was you, and it was somebody really famous. And they said, ask yourself one question every day. And the question was, how can it get any better than this? Mm. And it was as if the universe shows up to co-create that answer with us, that literally the better just starts lining up. So how can it get any better than this? Starts opening a dialogue with the universe as resources. And, you know, you know what happens when we begin to have that relationship with the universe, with the source, like you're talking about. So... You want to respond to that question, Stu? I'm curious what you think of it. I think that's a great question. 
because uh, the truth is we may not know that answer until it just magically appears. And yeah. it and it can it, it goes towards our uh, intention to raise our vibration. It's something that's better. It's, I, I'm interpreting those as like one of the same. And I've that is a, a, a beautiful inquiry to, to guide our lives. Or what can I do today to serve some to, to improve somebody else's life? Because I also notice, especially in the moments when I do feel contracted, that doing something that brightens somebody else's day lifts me up. Yeah. So true, isn't it? So true. So we are going to take a break here in just a couple minutes here, Stu. But before the break... um, And maybe this isn't smart because we could really have a long conversation, but I'm curious about the reset button. And I'm going to ask you later in the show about your reset button, but you're asking your listeners to hit the reset button. What does that mean to you? Well, on one level, it's a pause. So whatever has been going on, push the pause button. It'll still be there <laughs> when we unleash that piece, you know, when we push that again and go back into play mode. But for a moment, push the reset button and consider that this moment has never existed before. It's a brand new moment. And in the reset question that I ask, and that you can push it back at me after the break, is push it, that reset button and considering that the past truly is history. What kind of world would you create? And what would it look like? What would it feel like? And if we all ask that question, my sense is not only does it raise our vibration, even if we don't know all the hows, but we can start feeling into the energies because ultimately the energies are self-organizing principles and they know what to do. So our minds don't have to figure it out. Mm. Yes, I love that. Self-organizing principles. Thank you, Stu. That was beautiful. And that's a great place to leave you listeners to really contemplate during our break here. I'm Dr. Julie Kroll. You're listening to The Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to explore so much more with this magical, playful, peaceful Stu Zimmerman. We'll be right back. Meditation channel. Non-stop meditation music 24 hours a day in the new Empower Radio app. Music to empower your meditation, help you relax, sleep, or provide a calm background while you work. The Empower Meditation Channel is interruption-free. Listen now with the Empower Radio app, free in the App Store, or listen online at empower.fm. Soothe your soul, calm your mind. The Empower Meditation Channel. Packers, Vikings, Red State, Blue State. We come from different places. Uptown, 
downtown, we come to different conclusions. Half empty. Half full. But no matter how different we are, we're all connected, and we can all make a difference. That's why United Way brings people, expertise, and resources together to improve the education, income, and health of our communities. The building blocks for a better life. When we live united, our efforts, magnified by others, add up to real change. Children succeed in school, families gain financial stability, the health of our neighbors improves, and suddenly, so do our communities. But real change won't happen without you. Live, live united. united. So let's look beyond our differences. Live, live united. united. One by one, let's make a difference. Let's reach out a hand to one and influence the condition of all. <laughs> live, live United. united. <laughs> Give, advocate, volunteer. Live United. Sign up today at liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Welcome back to The Dog Show. Up next, we have Satchmo. Satchmo is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right, a group known especially for their couch-snuggling, ball-chasing, face-licking, tail-wagging, backyard-hanging, and, of course, companionship. And what breed would you say Satchmo is? I'd have to go with maybe a lavish terrier-hound, chihuahua-looking kind of mix. Tremendous dog. Mm, I'd also like to point out Satchmo's coloring, a white, gray, brown, black brindle. Simply marvelous. You know, it's such a treat to watch a dog like this. Now, let's see him in action. Look how he makes eye contact with his person. That's actually known as the treat stare. How intuitive. And now he appears to be excitedly turning in circles. Ah, oh, the happy dance, so common with this group. And finally, the loving face lick. It's great how he just gets in there and, well, licks. Fantastic. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Satchmo is to meet one. Visit the shelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Now, back to the Dr. Julie Show. All things connected on Empower Radio. Welcome back. Hey, if you're inspired by our conversation today, I invite you to share it with others and perhaps listen to it again. You can do that by visiting my website at thedrjulieshow.com where you'll find all the archive links as well as a listing of upcoming guests. Again, that's thedrjulieshow.com. Also stay connected all week on my Facebook page, All Things Connected with Dr. Julie, where we continue the conversation. And I invite you to be a more conscious, courageous and compassionate co-creator of the beautiful, healthy world we depend on, come work with me. There's lots of ways to get involved. There's different ways to do that. You can check out those opportunities at juliecrawl.com. And we're here today with Stu Zimmerman. Check out Stu's offerings at onlythesource.com. Again, that's onlythesource.com. And Stu, I'm going to take you up on your offer i'm going to ask you what you ask your guests because i think i would love to hear i don't know if you've ever answered it for anybody but Stu, if you could hit the reset button what kind of world would you create what would it look like and what would it feel like Mm. well thank you for asking julie i really appreciate this uh i'm going to be posting this show on my site as well just so you know awesome Yeah, thank you. So what kind of world would I create? Well, I want to start with the feeling of it all because it just feels so spacious and expansive, Mm. connected truly, not only to uh, our own hearts, uh, but also to 
nature and really seeing this world as an absolute playground and I'll call it, because I like to use words, a playground, because there's a, mm. there's a sacredness and a profundity and a blessing that of all the possible realities that we could have been placed into for all of the craziness that we've experienced, this world is, nature is amazingly beautiful. And if we have the eyes to see it, and that's the world that I envision that all of our basic human needs, food, clothing, shelter, energy, it's all free. It comes with your, uh, with, with your ticket to this lifetime. And people create simply because they choose to. Because it's, it feels good to create and share, and it's not as much for personal gain or profit as it is, let me contribute to society. And that there is a question that is one of the predominant questions at the forefront, at top of most people's mind. And that is, how can we best care for each other? And just really have it be that simple. And... My sense is all the resources, the material resources, the technologies, they're actually available today. And it's simply a matter of will that they be allocated in ways that really serve all of humanity and not just, you know, the, the few that it does mm. currently. Beautiful. So thank you, Stu. That was really a heart-opening response. I was right there with you feeling that feeling that you describe and really seeing that. And I, I love, of course, that you connect with nature and you again speak of playground and then pray ground you are a brilliant word wordsmith my friend i <laughs> i love the way you play with words so just on a side note here i i just want to check in with you because you know you have some you you have a couple videos be weaving and you have the 100 smiles per minute i i mean you just have so many fun concepts that you play with these words just like playground. I know all of our listeners today went, ah, oh, playground. Well, how cool is that? Does that just come to you? Is that just a natural gift? Or do you like, where does that come from, Stu? Where does any of this come from, Julie? <laughs> <laughs> Being that transmitter, right? Like yeah, yeah. Tesla, right? It pops so, in. Exactly. So I will say, oh, by the way, I think the, te the Tesla quote you may have been referring to is, if you want to know the secrets of the universe, uh, pay attention, uh, maybe it's not pay attention, but, you know, uh, focus on energy, frequency, and vibration. Yeah, that's a separate one, but oh, it's really one. Okay. close. Yeah, because yeah. the other one is about his brain being a transmitter, uh, which okay, I love because it was about his brilliance. Like, hey, I just connect with the source and it comes <laughs> just, you know, so but I love that quote, too. You know, yeah. you have your super you have your superpowers. You have the things that make you uniquely Julie and uniquely brilliant and. Uh, for me, I, I do guess my uh, ability to play with words 
And I think at times it has to do with listening as well, because I hear words, <laughs> but it doesn't hear, I'm not hearing exactly the word. I'm hearing something that sounds similar mm. and then it turns into a new word. So, uh, and I've got a whole bunch of them. Uh, in fact, a little spoiler alert here. Uh, I'm creating a new program that is actually going to be, I'm kind of calling it now the Sedona version of Saturday Night Live. <laughs> and so it, it brings in higher consciousness into a comedy variety series. And that one of the recurring segments is going to be called Thriving World Dictionary. Because we all want to thrive in a world together. And frankly, we may need some, need some new words uh, to point to the world that we want to live in. And you mentioned that word, be weaving, which we've already put to video, is, is one of those words. So, uh, for example, be weaving, and I'm not sure what people are thinking about as I hear that word. Uh, we define it as a unified state in which you can't discern where one ends and another begins. And if you do come to our website at onlythesource.com, we've got a free video tab. Take a look at uh, our, uh, our video rendition of Be Weaving because it's about three minutes long, beautifully shot in the Redwoods uh, in Occidental California, Northern California, uh, because they are living representatives uh, very clearly of they appear to be independent trees yet their root structures are completely connected. Mm. Hence, be weaving. Be weaving. I love that. Be weaving. So, awesome. I can't wait till Saturday Night Live Sedona edition comes online. Oh, and, and I'll, tell you, I'll tell you the title of the show. Better Than Sex. <laughs> so we're we're aiming high. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. And, and, and asking and and literally asking to to serve uh, a golden era of humanity through this program. Mm. So it's designed with our a lot of our medicine being humor, as well as the perspective uh, the perspective that whatever has gone on in the past need not necessarily be present or limit our future mm. so stay tuned stay tuned okay so there you just brought us more of that playful we were talking about peaceful playful and loving and and there's that playful that entertaining part of you and you're also informative and inspirational and then you also talk about practical and acting adding, excuse me, adding the practical into your work in this plethora of noisy media and all the new age messaging that's coming. Practical advice is really good today. I'm wondering what you might recommend for our listeners today as some of your most practical advice of living mm. through navigating the world's daunting headlines and deadlines. This, that's one of your phrases, headlines and deadlines. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. just navigating, yeah, the headlines is, is a really tough one. We, we live in tough times. 
Uh, we do. We do. You know, I'm reminded of uh, a fellow out here on, who's been on radio for decades uh, named Scoop Nisker, who used to uh, do the news on a radio station and said, if you don't like the news, go out and make some of your own. <laughs> and I love that. Uh, so what I, in terms of advice, you know, everything that you perceive out there to be conflict or stress or whatever else, what we can control and influence is our own experience of all of that. And so I would really invite people to be mindful of how you feel in your body from moment to moment. That means your emotional state, your physical state. And do your absolute best to love yourself. <laughs> and to, before even considering spreading that love to another person and or beyond. Mm. It's sim is simply just to cultivate that sense of self-love. And I notice that breathing, shifting your, your breath pattern to something that is deeper, uh, making sound and noise as if it's some kind of ultrasound that vibrates static out of your energy field and out of your physical body. Uh, movement uh, could be singing, uh, could be, uh, or, or, or dancing rather, or just you know shaking your booty or whatever else it is that feels good. And that's part of also what I'd like to offer up is that all this process of whether it's awakening or evolving, you know, we can treat it like a game of consciousness. So we can be, we can play through it and, and, and play like, you know, like we were children. And I do recall some scripture saying that's how we enter the kingdom with the eyes, you know, through, living through the eyes of a child. So something to consider. Well, thanks, Stu. So as I'm listening to you, I'm like mindful of those words that that peaceful, playful and loving. And at the top of the show, you had said it's not an easy, playful, fun, loving, joyful time for you. But it sounds like you're doing self-care, self-love, and it sounds like you're showing up for yourself. So sometimes life gets bumpy. And here you are. I, I I didn't catch everything that that's going on, but I remember um, you working through some property in Northern California and now you're down in Sedona. And so here you are in this new place. How, what can you add to the idea of loving ourselves, the self-love, the self-nurturing when, you know, yes, the playful, the peaceful, the joyful dancing, loving ourselves in that kind of way when the mood strikes. But when the mood sometimes brings us, when there's more gravity in the situation, how do we how do we love ourselves and and really nurture ourselves? Mm. Well, one is simply to do our best to be gentle with ourselves, because first of all, with the title of this program, all things connected. When people we love or are near us are going through a difficult time, that can affect us because we are connected. And, and frequently, you know, and because we're connected with everybody, as you mentioned, the headlines, the deadlines, the stresses that are all out there, that in many ways have nothing to do with us individually, that we're connected to nonetheless. 
And so sometimes it's simply a matter of being gentle and patient with ourselves that yes, I'm feeling miserable right now, or I'm unhappy for, or stressed for one reason or another. Uh, we do know that it is truly nothing more than a moment in time and that it, all things do pass and this will pass too. And in the meantime, how can we care for ourselves, be gentle with ourselves in the process? Maybe it's taking a hot bath or lighting some candles and kind of shifting the lighting a little bit. Uh, there are a lot of little, you know, or, you know, make, a, make yourself a, a decent meal <laughs> or something or, or treat yourself to a little something special as, as just simply a way to, uh, to ride out uh, those bumps and troughs and, uh, and understand, you know, it, it's energy and that's what energy does. Hmm. Excellent. I'm reminded as I'm listening to you, you and I get to interview some of the most amazing people on the planet. Like, I don't know about you, but I'm in awe most every week as I bring on a guest, just as just like you today, and I get to learn from the wisdom. And I'm curious. I have a, a this this just like dropped in while you were talking. I heard this question. So I'm going to go with this because I trust my intuition because there are, there are amazing people out there that are really encouraging us to get busy, like hurry up. We've got work to do. We've got change to have. We've got evolution. So like hit reset, hit reset, hit reset, that urgency. And then we have those that are more sauntering. I like that word, like sauntering, like walking through life, being peaceful, mindful, knowing that there's the universe is up to something here in the change. And so this is the question I heard for you, Stu, is that I'm, I'm curious what you think. Is this a time for urgency or sauntering? How do we do this new transition? You're all about the reset. So what is a sane pace in a sane manner? In the military, there's a saying, hurry up and wait. And many of us are like feeling mm-hmm. that, right? Like we're feeling that, like, hurry up and wait. There's like, when is it going to happen? When are we going to get through this? What's going on? And and your advice was really good here. So there's this bit of urgency and there's this bit of sauntering so do we walk through this life in a relaxed intentional manner and go with the flow or do we kick things up a notch kick them in gear and and get going yes (laughs) (laughs) perfect thank you (laughs) yeah you know first of all i i can't pretend i i can pretend to know what people are supposed to do in any given moment or even pretend to know what I'm supposed to be doing in any given moment. And there's also a mystery going on here. So my sense is in any given moment, and you used the word a few moments ago about trusting your own intuition, I would invite everyone to trust theirs because there, you know, there is a, a time of, of action and urgency. And for each of us, that can look differently. And at the same time, there are other moments, and it can even be, dare I say, in the same afternoon, where we can have urgency for a couple of hours, and then 
slow down and, and saunter, as you said, I love that word, uh, as, as you suggested, so that it's, it's not necessarily one or the other. And to the extent that we have a passion, an energy rising that requires or it just feels like it's more painful to sit back and hold on to it than it is to unleash it and let it take us, then that informs our pace of action. Mm. Yeah, as you were talking, Stu, I was seeing a river flowing and at times it feels so peaceful. It's just like it's floating, the water moves. And then there are times it hits the rapids, it hits the rocks, it, it starts moving, swirling. There's more action in even that flow. So great advice. It's, it's a mix of both. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, and at times it could simply be a matter of, of context. So, for example, if it coincides with uh, some uh, financial uh, insecurity or some finance, you know, so some lack of finance that also, you know, we live in this world until we don't, where money is a thing, and it's it, it's for our survival as well as uh, everything above that. And if that is a real issue for you, then that also helps to inform the degree of urgency. Because I know what it's like to have a lot of money and, frankly, have some complacency around even what I knew that I felt called to do. I also know what it's like to have no financial cushion. And in those moments of no financial cushion, that kind of has me get up off my tush and uh, you know, be more active. Hmm. Stu, what are you excited about? As you look around the world and, and you see change, you see different different entities, different different sectors, different pieces and parts of our world hitting reset already, different people that you get to interview and you get to come in, in contact with on your path. What do you get excited about? Well, I'm really excited about this new era that feels like it's already begun. There is something about 2020 for me that feels like the future is really here. Mm. <laughs> and that I find really exciting. And the opportunity for connections through social media, through technology, to me is, I, I'm feeling like this, this is a beginning of, of something that both for me as an individual, a new era, uh, also for uh, the collective. And that really excites me. And it feels like we're in a bit of a birth canal. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that can be a bit scary. As, and that is one of the elements of excitement, is the anticipation of something happening, as well as the surprises of not knowing exactly what will happen when it happens and its magnitude. Mm. You know, it, it occurs to me that, um, and I know this is overused advice all the time, but um, when I hear you talking about this fun playground and playground um, and the nature connection and connecting with one another, it's almost as if, um, I'm wondering if you have a, formula of how to do this, but it's like we need to turn off all media, and yet here you and I are creating media. So how do we discern this, Stu? What, 
What would you recommend to our listeners? Listen to Dr. Julie's show religiously. (laughs) How did I do? (laughs) They're perfect. Uh, (laughs) Amen. Every week. (laughs) You know, media is like anything else. It's, you know, it's like Forrest Gump would say, you know, stupid is as stupid does. If, If media supports you, it helps to awaken you and enlighten, you know, enlighten you, entertain you, have you think thoughts that are more love and life affirming. The media is serving a valuable purpose. So I wouldn't throw the baby out with the bathwater. And it, I, that takes us back to your question that we, or your statement anyway, that we live in a world our questions create. It's like, how can that media really support you in living in a world that your questions create? Because that media could be answering a lot of those questions at the same time that you're asking them. Exactly. Exactly. So if we have questions, how can I improve the quality of my life? There is a plethora of uh, media options to consider for that. And then it's for each of us to find what works for us, because generally speaking, you know, one size does not fit all. And the good news is, and comes the name of our company, only the source, ultimately only the source exists. And that really is what we offer up as the new OS only source. We kind of ch- tongue in cheek. We've got a video on a, on our homepage that we say that our uh, uh, the our original o- or the OS that we are emerging from stands for original sin, which is ultimately a story of separation from that which is infinite. And so, if we really take into consideration that there's something by whatever name it's called that's infinite and uh, eternal going on here. God, spirit, source, the universe, the unified field, whatever it's called, that we are aspects of that. And as such, we can awaken to that through myriad possibilities, whether it's through listening to the media or contemplating a rose. (laughs) There are all kinds of possibilities of how any of us can awaken and evolve to a, a deeper sense of loving presence. Brilliant. Brilliant. So there you have it. How to live more peaceful, playful, and loving in this lifetime. Stu, you've been magnificent. Thank you so much for for joining me and sharing your wisdom and your playfulness and all this amazing information with our guests today. Julie, I got to tell you, you are truly an outstanding interviewer. This is a fabulous program, and it's absolutely my honor and, and deep blessing that, uh, that you invited me on today. Thank mm. you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. I feel that. Thank you. I really appreciate yeah. your feedback there. So, yeah, and you know, I usually create a, a quote to leave our listeners with, and I think you're going to love this, Stu, because just like I created, I, and I don't usually do this, I never create a bio for my guests. Let me tell you, I either say what they tell me or I cut it way down. And then the same thing here, you're going to love what I did. So I'm going to, I'm going to, um, I'm probably going to hear you chuckle here. Okay. But I'm going to share a quote and you're going to love how I twist it. So I'm going to take advantage of 
Alfred Edward Perlman's quote and give it a little Stu Zimmerman twist. <laughs> Here we All go. All right. After you've done a thing the same way for two years, look it over carefully. After five years, look at it with suspicion. And after 10 years, throw it away and start all over. It's time to hit the reset button. So there you go. I love that. There you go. Thank you, Stu. And thank you, listeners. Go ahead. I was going to say, and maybe you don't have to wait 10 years. Yeah, don't wait 10 years. <laughs> Do it after the first year. There you go. All righty. You've been listening to the Dr. Julie Show, all things connected. And remember, together, we're creating connections for the good of the whole. Until next time, I'm sending you a world of love. Bye for now. <laughs>